0: it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show where we have been trying, I would say, for the last uh, five years to help people understand the complexity of who we are as human beings. And we're looking at a spiritual side. We're looking at an intellectual, an emotional. And a physical. And if you don't have the physical, it's really hard to get to the other three, because you'll wake up tired, you'll go to bed tired, you'll be uh, probably aggravated throughout the day, because you won't have the energy that you need in order to do what you want to do with your day. So um, I do have a website for the show, uh, along with, uh, of course, Spotify and Apple and uh, Google and iheartradio and you can find me there as well but uh the website if you go i have i believe now there's 28 or 29 pages of shows so about 370 shows have been recorded over the last five plus years and on that website uh you'll look for the shows under show notes uh everything is uh, listed there But you'll also see Boomers Forever Young, which is a company that sponsors the show. I have been with them for seven years uh, using their products. Uh, They've been a sponsor for the last five. And um, the products are, I mean, in my estimation at least, they're what kept me very healthy all through the pandemic. Um, I was not vaccinated. I was one of those that chose not to be vaccinated. And I knew what to do in order to stay healthy. And um, I don't have anything against people who decided they needed to be uh, vaccinated because maybe they had pre existing conditions. But I fortunately did not have anything that was pre existing. And so I went the natural route. Um, if you click on Boomers Forever Young and go into their website, it is so extensive with videos and blogs, and they have their own podcast. But one of the things that you will see um, is a product called barley. And barley is not a grain. Ours um, with Boomers is actually a sprout. It's grown in Canada. It does something that no other barley can do. And uh, there are videos to explain all of that. One of them is called Gladiator. One is called Heirloom. Gladiator has 20 grams of protein in an amino acid form. So it's immediately utilized by the body the heirloom has 10 women typically go for the 10 because they don't want to bulk up men who are over the age of 50 have been losing one percent of muscle mass every single year after that and so this helps them put that muscle back on so if you're interested and you decide to order something when you check out where it says discount if you just use my first name l-u-c-y the company is going to give you five dollars off of your order and, uh, you know, $5 in today's world helps a little bit. So if you decide to order something, please uh, put my name in so you get your $5 off. All righty. So I have a brand new guest today. His name is Stephen Tuig. And he is the founder of Mastering Change. And he has committed himself to mastering the art of transformation. Um He's done so much, but I'm going to let him tell you more about what he's done and who he is than me just rattling on. And our topic today is super fun, and it has to do with shadow dancing and shadow boxing. And I'm sure all of you are kind of going, what on earth is that? So Stephen, welcome to the show, and we're going to jump right in, and you're going to explain to everybody what these two concepts really are.
2: Okay, well, thank you for having me, Lucy. Um, yeah, these are these are kind of the 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 really core some of the core sha- uh, shadow practitioner level kind of exercises or beliefs we have. I have certain rules that I teach my what I call research assistants. Uh, they call themselves students. Uh-huh. Um, but one of the one of the premises uh, that we have to start with when practicing shadow work is that we lie to ourselves first. Um, when I'm in shadow, I don't know that I'm in shadow. That's the whole point. I think that it's your fault that I'm pissed off or I'm angry or I'm upset or I'm sad or I'm feeling shame. I think it's about you. And the, the, the first rule of shadow work is we lie to ourselves first. The second rule of shadow work is that we, I call it black hole sun. Not only do I lie to myself, but I'll lie to myself and when I'm in the lie, I'll tell myself that this is the truth and when you didn't think it sucked that was the lie. In mm. other words, when I was 3 years old, my stepmother trapped me in a basement, she beat me, she starved me, like it was torture and she would this happened over she'd let me out during the day and don't say anything I'll kill you and your sister kind of thing. Like this kind of went on for a bit and my mom got me back. Well, I had this this imprint, this samskara, this this trauma response that every time somebody would open up a door, I'd feel like I was going to be trapped in a basement. Well, over time, the physical manifestation of that belief gets thrown away. But the mind, when it locks on something that intense, well, it fractally uses it everywhere. So it's like now I'm an old man. I'm a, gr- I'm a grown man. Right. But I, and I'm driving around with my wife on date night and, you know, 45 years old. And she's like, well, where would you like to eat tonight? And I go in straight into my, you're trying to trap me. Well, why do I always have to be the one to bring it up? Why don't you ever tell me what you're thinking? How come I'm always the one that has to be to make the decision here? See how it's kind of rooted in why are you trying to trap me? Mm-hmm. I have other ones. Uh, you're going to be a bum. Um, uh, it's, it's good. To, like we, we call it, I call it tending to your shadow. Some people call it owning your shadow. Some call, people say call it keeping your shadow out in front of you. I have shadows that I have to tend to them. One of them is, is you're trying to trap me. We all have five. I've tracked, I've been able to track five sacred fears. One, I'm not good enough. Two, you're not going to love me. Three, if you leave me, I'll die. Uh, Four, I'm going to get trapped. Five, I'm going to get abandoned or exiled. Like these are core fears that when I start to poke at every emotion and feeling and structure, every charge, it takes me down into something like that usually. For me, that feeling of being trapped was something that I lived in. It's so much so that I spent a good majority of my life uh, fighting this feeling of being trapped and trying to break out of things that I created because we create the thing that we. So now I'm married to my wife and my wife, one of her shadows is you're, you're going to leave me. like She's afraid she's going to get left because she's not good enough. And at the end of the day, it's because I'm not good enough and you're going to leave me. And you just wait and leave me. So there's this fear of abandonment. So she's got the abandonment shadow. I've got the trap shadow. So now I feel like she's trying to trap me. Well, what is she going to, it triggers unconsciously. It triggers her. I'm going to be abandoned because she feels me kind of in the conversation. She feels me go in or she'll feel me be reserved or she'll feel me like look to create some space. And if I'm in shadow, if I'm vibrating in shadow, one of the hermetic principles right That everything vibrates at a at a set well now she's going to sink down into that same level of unconsciousness but she's not going to hear my shadow from a he's tra- feels like he's trapped in the basement she's going to see me pull away and then her shadow is going to go that's because you're, you're not being good abandoned enough. that's right you're not good enough he's leaving you look here it is it's finally happening look he's leaving you right now and so what does she do she holds on tighter and then when she holds on tighter guess what i do i pull away harder. So now what's happening is we're in this tug of war and 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 so we start punching each other. You're trying to trap me. You're trying to leave me, but we can't say that because that's not safe. I don't want to really tell you that I think you're trying to trap me. I don't want if I tell you that, then you're gonna know I know that you're trying to trap me. I can't let you know that I know that you know that I know, you know? Right. <laughs> so we have to, we have to kind of we play this game with each other. And so then what happens is that stuff just sits underneath the water and builds up. And then we find ourselves in ways where it's like we can't see it any other way. So it's like my shadow starts pulling punching at your shadow. That's shadow boxing. Uh, and with we I seen it when I was working with with in the addictions field, uh, shadow dancing would be more like,, um, I'm trying to quit drinking and on you know to call me on Friday and tell me you know you're coming out. like, and so then, So then I'm out and then you, then I know that on Wednesdays, well, you're, you're, but I, and I just happen to call you on Wednesdays and I'm dragging you down and we're just dragging each other down into the pits of our addiction, our suffering, trying to, you know, trying to deal with our stuff. And that's shadow dancing, right? Feeding off each other in that way and going down. And it it, it sometimes can look like a beautiful walls. Uh, uh, let's call it a, let's call it a horrific nightmare, uh, a beautiful nightmare. Mm-hmm. so to speak. It's like the way that unconsciously, for me, I think it's like there's God, right? Because you're thinking, there's no way that how could you know that I knew that you know that when you, how was my, my story, my insanity that you're trying to trap me in the basement, how does it line up? And how do I spot her from across the womb? That's the woman I want to marry right there. She's going to feel abandoned every time I try to pull away, and it's really going to make me feel trapped, right? And so then somehow we were just drawn to each other so that my shadow and her shadow could ping off each other.
0: I think wow. it's amazing.
1: Wow. Yeah. And <clears throat> when people are in, you know, addictions, I, I think there's like 13 different addictions. Um, most people think of it as being just alcohol and drugs for the most part, gambling, uh, sex, but there's, you know, being healthy, going to the gym can become an addiction as you probably know. But so are there those kind of issues pretty much behind every single addiction?
2: I believe that every, and again, you're talking to somebody. If you go to a nutritionist, nutritionist is going to tell you to take a pill. You go to a butcher, a butcher is going to tell you to go cut that meat. You go to, you know, uh, somebody who works in a farm, and they're going to, like, they're going to tell you use my medicine, use my right. I believe you're the medicine. So first off, I don't have any answers for anybody that comes mm-hmm. to me
0: mm-hmm. as
2: a shadow guide. I really can't tell you what I don't have. I'm not a guru. I'm not. Like, that's not what we do here as a, shadow work is the subjective experience of diving into the deep conscious to unlock insights, breakthrough barriers and heal wounds that have us caught in suckles and suffers inside. It's it's you're the guide that's kind of helping somebody on their journey of awakening. And we were talking and talking. Uh, I, have, I have one client sold his business. He started out mom and pop, you know, uh, shipping, trucking with a truck, grew it and um, grew it from a mom and pop shop to a fairly Sabbath company then turned it into a shipping company, then a bigger, I think we hit like four or five different peaks before he finally found the space that was authentically his. He wasn't leaving from a, it's, he was leaving from a, it's time for me to pass this on. It it Mm -hmm. left in a good way, left on his own feet, left like everything. It was a win, 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 win. Like he, it was an absolute hero's journey for him, like a, a spiritual journey. I've got another client who, who's on the road to a Camino de Santiago, the, uh, what is that? The, the way of St. James. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's, what he's doing is he's using that physical path to kind of get deeper into the understanding of who he is. So when, when you say, is that at the bottom? Well, when I'm working with people, like, you know what I mean? When I'm working with people, if they're dealing with addiction, first, I have to look at what are they addicted to? And I have to go, okay, well, do we need, do we need a therapist first off? Cause I, we need to work together. And that's that could be a therapy thing. Like, do we need to get you some support? Do we need to get you, what does that look like? But then when I plug in, it's like, okay, well, when are you reaching for that thing? Call it, uh, are you giving? Are you taking? Are you open to receive? Like, how is love flowing through you? It's like, well, in that moment, I go to drink, I go to grab for the, oh, okay. Now go one step back. Go underneath all that. What is the architecture? What is the what is the what is the reason why you grab that thing? Well, I'm feeling this urge go to before the urge, what's underneath the urge. And we want to continue to dive down under to where you get the answer that you're looking for. So, you know, like the 13 different addictions, that's not in my realm of like, is is it all tied to, I don't know. All I know is I don't have any answers. Uh, I know that when, where I find my kind of juice is when you and I are working and then you go, you step back and you go, Oh, if that's true over here, oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, I call it data downloads. uh, In AA, they call it a moment of clarity. Um, All of a sudden, everything starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. Like the system starts to go, oh, if that's the case over here, then, oh, that means that's why I've been tripping up over there, and that's why I was stuck over here, and this is why I can't find that answer for that thing. Here's why I've been caught in that cycle. Holy buckets for me. That's the game. Yeah. Because if you can wake up to that, then what happens, Lucy, is now your genius, your voice comes through. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like 13, that sounds exactly right. That like that's your genius, the research that you've gone in, you've pulled out, and you're sharing with you know with your with your tribe, these people that that are following you, you're 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 sharing your unique expression of the universe coming through you. The problem is, is we've got over yeah, you know, depending on how you look at it, now there's research that says we're we're over 13 billion years old, like the 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 oldest when the earth was formed kind of thing. That's a lot of programming for consciousness yeah. to get to where we're at, layers and layers of and I call it survival rooted. Like National Science Foundation suggests that over 95% of the thoughts that you think are repetitive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like you're thinking the same thing this week that you thought last week that you thought the week before, right? Well, they also suggest that 80% of them are survival rooted and those are attack thoughts, awfulizing, negative bias, um, what we refer to as tending to the false self or the shadow. Like most people aren't designing the ideal life, like go in your life and look and see that's true. Most people are just managing the circumstances of their life right? and that causes a perpetual state of, so if that's the case and we look at it structurally, we can suggest then that if you do anything is how you do everything. I'd be willing to bet that about, 80 for five, about 80% of the time, your decision making tree is rooted in survival. I better do this or else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I got to make this happen. I got to pay this bill so that this thing here doesn't happen. I got to say this thing so that he doesn't get triggered. She doesn't get triggered. I don't want anybody to not like me. I don't want anybody to leave me. I don't want to lose my job. Don't want to. All these survival rooted programming that we end up operating out of fear, which then which then perpetuates because all is mine right so then it perpetuates this reactionary to where we then project our shadow out because we're trying the mind i think is trying to write itself but we don't know that's what it's trying to do and now i think you're the one that's shaming me so then i attack you which then 99.9% of the time leads to the feeling that it was that i was that i was blaming on you to begin with because there's a biofeedback going on the system is trying to figure itself out so it's creating something and then trying to learn from it and then creating, and the machine is just stuck in a loop. We call it, In ayahuasca, when you're drinking the medicine, mm-hmm. we see it in loops. They'll, you'll see somebody that'll be stuck saying the same thing, going through the same scene over and over and over again. Well, that's the reason why you're seeing, I think, and again, I don't have, I'm not a shaman, but I think that uh, what's happening there is that we're seeing, because it's a ceremony, life is ceremony and it's being condensed down. And so we're experiencing what's happening in the mind this is the loop that they keep, they'll, they'll get, uh, I get, I, I find myself feeling trapped. So then I say, screw it. I divorce my wife. And now I feel like I've, 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 I'm the other end of the spectrum, which is I've got too much freedom. I don't know what to do. I don't feel, I feel all alone. So then I run back into the cave so that I can break back out of the cave. So I can run back into the cave so I can break back out of the cave. And the whole time I think that's happening is so the system can finally figure out, stop walking in that cave. And where is the cave really? It's not the relationship with somewhere in here. I'm holding on to this feeling of being trapped. And so I keep recreating the experience in my mind. And then I keep recreating it out here so that I can feel okay with what I'm holding on to in here.
1: Wow, that is just totally fascinating. We're going to have just a very brief pause and have a word from our sponsor. And we'll be right back.
0: Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life, have elevated blood pressure, experiencing weight gain, having problems with your immune system getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from boomer products restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from boomer products While you're there, check out our podcast, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout, that's L-U-C-Y, to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products.
1: Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where Stephen and I are talking about shadow dancing and shadow boxing, and there was a comment that you made when we were talking before we ever um, started recording. And I wanted to bring it up because I think it helps kind of tie some of this together and that life is comprised of threads that become a tapestry. And I don't know whether I'm misinterpreting what you're kind of saying, but to me, those are those threads, is that whatever we start out our life with as those very beginning thoughts patterns that become our mindset eventually um, that those are the threads and sometimes you know just like in real life uh, a shirt a pair of shorts socks shoes they wear out and you have to let them go and so sometimes those threads that are maybe a little more destructive have to be examined and then maybe even a ceremony of saying um i am ready to release and, and move forward now with a better understanding of who I am and what life is all about.
2: Yep, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, the, I think that again, shadow work is a subjective experience. So as we're talking about it, people that are listening are like, this sounds really cool, but you're not telling me how to do it, right? Mm. And so the easiest way guys to, to, to kind of get a, the quickest hit that I can get you, like if I to give you a quick hit kind of thing, um, there's a couple different areas we can go, but let's try this one because this one's this one is the one where I'm studying now. Like I've got all my my students are all kind of researching in this area, and it's around shame. Um I look in the area of life where you feel some sense of shame. And again, a thread, right? A thread of a relationship could be your health, could be your uh your intimate relationship, could be your sexuality, could be your finances, could be your it could be literally it could be and typically is literally everything and anything right when i'm in my shame i'm in my shame about everything usually like my mind is like yeah but yeah but yeah but yeah but right <laughs> but just for now right let's find one where we know we know we guys i know i got some shame buried right under there right let's just go dig in that box right so go dig in that box and first off find that time and we call it. i call it loading the hologram because memories are holographic in other words they they have pieces of other other what I call constructs, and they have different meaning, and it, everything is layered meaning upon meaning upon meaning. But this one here is very interesting to me because it's like we've been we've been we've been lying to ourselves in a way that once you see the lie, you can't unsee it, kind of thing. And mm. so let's see if you can see it. So look for the place where you find shame, and it doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to you know tell me what it is, Lucy. But can you find that place where you find shame in your life? Oh sure. Okay. So look at that and allow the holograph of the experience of it, like allow your body to feel the shame of it and allow your mind to then totally kind of soak into it. And anybody on on the podcast, go ahead and do this as well. Like, go ahead and notice the shame and now live in the shame. And now let me ask you something. When you're in this shame, how is your joy?
1: Oh, it would be non-existent.
2: It's non-existent, isn't it? And in the face of it, let's go in the face of it. Where is love?
1: When I'm in shame, where is love?
2: When you're in the shame, when you're in the structure yeah. of the construct, right? Where it, is shame?
1: Or where is love? It wouldn't be there either.
2: It's not there at all, is there? No. Now, here's the question. Gets a little woo-woo, and I'm going to use a word that it subjectively means something different for everybody. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a word that we all understand and we all have, but it means it's, it's an intimate word that will mean something different for me than what I'm transmitting to you, and that's God. Okay, go into the face of this, into the face of that shame, and how, where is your ability to be the hand or the channel of God in that shame?
1: Hmm. I think it would have to come from your heart, and I don't know whether that's what you're talking about, but well, what I'm I'm getting
2: at is, you can, can you feel the pinching off of God? It's like you're, it, when you're in that shame, it's almost like I'm not capable of being. I am a mistake.
1: Right. It, you wouldn't feel worthy at yeah,
2: all. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no ability for me to love through God here. There's no ability for me when I'm in my shame and I think that you're the, you're the, you're the demon that's, that's bringing my shame on. You're, you're, the, you're shaming me. Mm-hmm. Right. I have no ability to come from love, come from God. Because in my humble – I'm I'm drowning over here. I'm dying, and I'm pinched off. So go back into that shame, and notice how that shame – it's a judgment, but the judgment almost pinches you off from something, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep, and you can feel that, right? Now go – and, and it's a subjective experience. So for those of you that are listening, if you're not taking this journey, well, you're missing the whole magic that we're experiencing, right? So now you can feel that something is pitching off. Now I'd like for you to just staying in that subjective experience of whatever it is, I'd like for you to look right below the feeling of shame and go, okay, what's the judgment that I'm holding on that's keeping me from feeling joy, love, God? You feel that right there? There's like a clunk right there, right? Now, my belief is shadow. I used to chase the shadow for something that we resisted because I was chasing this pain point. Like, let me help you get past the pain. Now I see it, it's like breaking a board now. Notice that what you're really scared of here is the love that sits underneath it. In other words, for me, the reason why I pinched off being locked in a basement was because I trusted my step monster so much. I love, was willing to love her. So, because my mom had, had some issues and she, she had to give me to my dad to take care of me for a minute so she could heal up. And while she was healing up, this woman came along and it was just like, Three years old, mom and dad are God, right? So it's just open, wide open, heart of love, instant violation of trust. Shut that door, lock it up. Well, what is the real fear? The real fear is that's how deep I love. Can mm-hmm. you see the love under, like, I'm not afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. Because mm-hmm. what if I love again like that and it hurts like that? And get hurt again. Yes. Exactly. It, and so it's like our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. This is what that means by our deepest fears that we're powerful beyond measure. If we're able to get to these shame spots and subjectively go down in the tunnel, like go through it, right, go into it, what we find is we find these pockets of of, of treasure. So, like, there's my heart, and and uh, can you let go of the judgment that I'm not good enough? And uh, you know, you find that spot in that spot, and you figure out where you need to open up. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden. Now you can channel love. Now you can channel. joy. You can find. Jo- I can find joy, which is what life is really all about—is finding joy. And I believe that God. There's, there's this, there's this thing. God, God said, "Where do we hide the power?" Because I believe that we are creators. I mm-hmm. believe that. I believe the mind. The purpose of the mind is create meaning. Like I, I didn't come to this from a, a, a as a, a, a from the woo. And these are the structures. No, I came from, again, spent 10 years with Tony Robbins. Like what gets reported gets measured. What gets measured gets managed. What gets managed goes exponentially. Everything had to have a very clear point of entry kind of thing, right? And so it's like worked as a business consultant for 10 years, studying how shadow impacts business for 10 years. And so it all all plugs in. Two plus two is four. But at the end of the day, what I'm finding is, God, if we were evolving, And there was a level of evolution where we could actually plug into the mind and actually create. Like, I believe the mind is built for creating. It's built to create and navigate meaning. But it's been hijacked by over 3.5 billion years, whatever the time is, of survival-rooted programming. And it's like we're driving, we're pulling out of our driveway, and we're looking at our life through the rearview mirror. We have not even put the vehicle in drive yet. Like, we don't even really know what it means to evolve into a thinking species yet because we're so busy just trying to survive it. Mm -hmm. But when we wake up to what we're doing, like, it's like we're predators that have been posing as house pets. We're (laughs) creators that have been programmed to be consumers. And so we find ourselves stuck in these and dying in these structures of nightmares. And so wouldn't it make sense if we were that powerful? Where would you hide this so a little kid, like... What would you do if you didn't want this little kid to hurt himself? And that's what we are as people right now, as human beings. We're just little kids, really. Like, I get that we think we're all that. But, I mean, think about it. Lucy, what is it, 80 people ago, we were living in caves.
1: You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just
2: 80 people ago. Like, that's not that long ago. You know what I mean? (laughs) 80 people ago, we were – we couldn't – like, that was just 80 people ago. You just think 10 people ago. Shoot, what is that, 80 years there was no, there, this would have never been able to happen. Right. Like remember what it was like when we were kids, when, when, when we would go, what's the name of that song? Oh, it's this. And what are the words? Oh, it's, and somebody would ramble off some words that you knew weren't the name of that song. Who are you going to call? You're going to call your buddy. If you, if you, if you could get to him. there was no internet to Google. Like all of this stuff that's happening is just recently happening Mm -hmm. because the velocity of time is, like what happened in hundred years is now happening every 10 years. What's happening every 10 years is now happening every every year. So the velocity of change is sped up. We gotta, and what does that make us do from a consciousness and awareness standpoint? Look around, bring awareness in, be here now. It's waking us up. We're learning how to put the vehicle in drive. Right. Mm-hmm. And so God said, Well, where do we put the power, the true creation, the ability for us to, to manifest and and really step into the 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 experience of being human. Let's put it to one place where they wouldn't look until they're ready for it. And where would that be? Well, that would be in the place where they, they hide their shame. It would be in the place where they hide their fear. Let's put it all right underneath there. They would never think to look there as an animal because as an animal, our animal instincts are to run from the pain. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're doing. We're at that point where we're waking up and we're seeing it all over the place.
1: Right, and you know, it's it's about time. <laughs> um, one of my very early guests, um, when I first started the show, she communicates with angels. And one oh. of the things that she actually uh, said on uh, one or more of the shows that she was on with me is that the angels told her that our job, um, we are babies here on planet Earth, and our job is to learn how to play and have fun and be joy-filled. And you've used that word a number of times. And that is what we're here to do. But that's not what we've been doing at all.
2: Well, it is, though. But if you think about it, Lucy, it is. Let's take a deeper look. Let me leave you with this thought. Okay. When you, when you, my, my twin, I got twin girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's, let me give you a little tip from your Uncle Steve. Never buy animals for little girls or little boys. It's a bad idea. I've got seven kids. You'd think I'd know that by now. But my twins, we bought them two kittens and so for their birthdays and if you watch these kittens they hunt each other they hunt (laughs) flies they're constantly and what are they the dna of a of an of a of a cat of a feline it is the ultimate predator it's 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 nimble it can see in the dark it's got super hearing it's got a sense of smell like it's got its whiskers that are constantly feeling the air and what is all of that is bred to be a predator and so when you see kittens what are kittens doing? Well, they're hunting, aren't they? To the best of their ability. And are they 100% in? They are 100% in what they're doing. Let me ask you, Lucy, when a tree, does a tree try to be a tree? (laughs) No. No. Does a dog try to be a dog? No. No. Okay. Let's hold on to that premise. And if that were the case, and if humans were no different, when we turn to little people, what do we tell little children to do?
1: uh i'm not sure we told go play go play
2: go play go play and what do we do lucy go back to what it was like i know for me it's a bit difficult but if i go back to what it was like to be a little kid what would happen is we would get together and you and i would agree okay let's play let's play farmer you're going to work you're going to work in out in the field i'm going to work in the house we're gonna work together and then we're gonna come together, or let's play cops and robbers. I'll be the robber, you be the cop, right? And then we what did we do? We all made the meaning up, and then we said, okay, is that what we're gonna be? Yep. And then what do we do? We opened up this container, the sacred space, and then we would all go play. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? We made up a meaning, and then we designed, and then we operated out of that meaning as if it were true. What are we doing here? We make up meaning, and then we act as if we're so good at playing that we've forgotten that that's exactly what we're doing. And at the end of the day, people will die for the thing that they've decided that they're playing about. You will see people kill themselves over an ideology that's false, that's causing them trauma, that's causing them pain. You'll see people run the wrong way, right into a wall. People are pretending at a level that they have no idea. So when you say go play, we've been playing and we will continue to play. It's time to wake up to how that is going on. It's it's like waking up to the fact that we're waking up.
1: Right, right. And I think the, what the angels were saying, uh, quite honestly, too, um you know this other person that was on my show, yeah, um I think they were trying to imply that we needed to have joy in our life with that play and yep. Although we've been playing since we entered school uh for the most part kindergarten because we were told how to sit what we needed to do, and we have been following those rules, That's and then right. we go to work That's and we have relationships, and we are you know understand that these are the rules that we play by but we've
2: lost the joy yep we well and that's the thing is i call it we've lost the plot mm. we've we've become so everything that we we are taking that's what the joy what we think we're reaching for in our addiction uh-huh. maybe this is going to bring back the joy maybe this will make the pain the meaning that i'm holding on to i'm not good enough nobody's going to love me if you leave me i'll die i'm holding on to this meaning so much that i need this drink to ease that pain and exactly. maybe i'll be able to feel some joy but our natural, I believe, that's our natural setting. If we just allow ourselves to unlearn, like the, uh, the, the saying goes, the illiterate of our age is not going to be the person that can't read or write. The illiterate of our age is the person that can't learn, unlearn, and then relearn again. And we are in the unlearning stage of that process. As a, as a, that's why, I mean, COVID. Like You can look at it, and you can, if you can choose to think that none of this stuff is happening for you, and it's gonna happen either way. And or you can choose to say everything in the universe is happening for a reason and it serves me. And then you fall right into that conversation where now you're on that hero's journey. You're floating mm-hmm. down the river mm-hmm. of the story called you and the boat called now. And now you're in the subjective hero's journey of that's called your life, and it's time to take that journey. Right. It's just time to take it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a journey that we all collectively have to take, but it has to be taking. It's an intimate and personal journey. So we have to all take it alone, but we all collectively have to take it. That's my belief system.
1: Um, do you find that there is something that triggers this for most people? You know, it, is it a relationship breaking up? Is it a job loss? It is, is it like a health uh, yeah. crisis, but something happens that makes you put on the brakes and go, wait a minute, I need to re-examine me.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. It's like, well, it, it, again, notice that it's, is there something that triggers it? that That's to denote somehow there's an outside stimulus that's causing every every charge I have begins and ends with me. And it mm-hmm. changes, that awareness changes nothing and it changes everything because now that relationship with the trigger shifts. When, uh, is, it, is it that that brings it on? Or what I find, if you're in an apartment, Lucy, Let's just say you buy an apartment, like you remember back in your college days, you go stay in an apartment and you'd have, you know, five sisters, they'd all move in together and you, and for me, what we do is we sit around, the guys that all sit around, we play video games and you'd buy this and you'd have that cheap, cheap kitchen and the refrigerator would just hum, Mm
1: -hmm,
2: right? And if you're in that room for too long, what happens in relationship to you and that sound?
1: You ignore it.
2: That's right.
1: You know one of the things that we're we're forced to do right now and i don't want to ignore it is our show is coming to a close so i'm gonna and well i want you to tell everybody very quickly how they can get hold of you that will also be on the synopsis on the different platforms and you will be my guest again right after the first of the year. And we can pick up with this conversation then. Oh, that's a great so, idea. Yeah. So tell everybody how to get hold of you real quick.
2: That's a great idea because there's, there's a whole nother level there. So if you go to masteringchange.com, that's where you can find me right now. Mastering, M-A-S-T-E-R-I-N-G, change.com. That's what we're all doing here. We're all masteringchange.com. You can go and find me on an app. You can download. Uh, there's a shadow work app. If you type "mental cleanse" uh, app, it'll pull up that way as well. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm gonna get on Alignable. Apparently, that's a that's 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 picking up now. Um, the, the, like, and I think you're gonna put all the links to that to that. Uh-huh. And then right. by the time we talk in January, my manuscript will be done, so we can talk about the book.
1: Oh, how yeah. fun! How fun! Yeah. Well, you have just been a real treasure to have on the show. I I hope you have a wonderful, uh, you know, summer and fall and uh, early part of the winter, because it'll be a few months now before we get back together again. But it has been just an absolute joy to to have you you on the show. Thank you. Everybody, please go out there and make this your very best life. And, um, you know, think about maybe what you're doing to prevent your joy. Uh, from being uh, part of your life on a daily basis. Thanks, Stephen. We'll talk again soon. Bye, everyone. Till the next show.